Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. Remember me, Eddie? When I killed your brother, I talked just like this! And if you didn't want to hear that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. I guess it is. And, uh, and apparently I can't, my voice doesn't go to that octave. <laughs> <laughs> we, we find that out today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if you haven't heard one of our podcasts before, what we do on this show is we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster, and then we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. And then when the movie comes out, we go and see it and see how close we got to predicting the movie. It's something we used to do for fun. We've said this in the past, but I feel like it's important to give everybody a bit of a refresher. This was a game we used to play when we were bored, walking down the street, sitting on a train, whatever. We'd see some sort of poster or we'd be in the cinemas and see the trailer trailer. for a movie and just be like, oh, that is so predictable looking. I know exactly what's going to happen in that movie. And we'd just go over it beat by beat and have this discussion. And this is something we used to do so often. We thought, well, why not just record it and have it on the record? Literally so. Yes. And we can prove to the world that sometimes we're right. (laughs) Other times we have nothing and we're completely dead wrong. And if you want to put one of our previous predictions to the test, you currently can. Because in cinemas right now is the Nicolas Cage vehicle, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Something we did an episode on ages ago and the movie was just continuously delayed. We didn't even have a trailer. No. We didn't even really know if they'd finished filming the movie when we did the episode. There was like no promotional material about that movie and now they're promoting it. So it was one of those ones that we did blind. We went in. I love the episodes where we go in blind. We should do that more often. In fact, uh, I think in the next sort of like run of the show, we should do another blind episode if we can. But yeah. Mm. Or just not watch the trailer for anything. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Well, I kind of did that this way, but anyway. (laughs) Yeah, so that was an episode where we went in blind, and you can finally go listen to the episode and see the movie and see if we got close at all, because we had nothing. We had no idea what was going to happen in that movie. And that is a crazy episode. That's right. That is a crazy episode. We threw everything at the wall. And I think the movie's going to follow a similar elk, because it looks like it's going to be a crazy movie. It's Nicolas Cage, after all, so that's the unbearable weight of massive talent in cinemas now. Go and see it. Looks like it's going to be a fun movie. But on a similar note, this week we're here to talk about Chippendale Rescue Rangers. So if you've been living under a rock and you've never heard of Chippendale before, well, they're not not really like a modern thing, are they? They're still making Chippendale cartoons. Are they? Yeah. Okay, well, so, fair enough. I, well, I guess they're in the zeitgeist in a way. Yeah, I suppose. I guess they've been around long enough for people to be somewhat aware of them, but they were first created in 1943 and appeared in the Pluto short, Private Pluto. Really? Yeah, that's Pluto right. Pluto short. Yeah, that's right. So they were originally, I guess, foils for Pluto, though the, the, the villains, I suppose you'd say, in any Chip and Dale cartoon are typically our heroes. So they're like yeah. Donald, Mickey, Pluto. Maybe Goofy was involved in there, but yeah, the bad guys are always like our Disney heroes, and Chip and Dale are the the good guys. Yeah, that's always the odd thing about Chip and Dale cartoons. So they appeared in a number of other Disney shorts until 1947, when they starred in their first short film, Chip and Dale, which was the first time their names were revealed on screen. Okay. And at that point as well, in that episode or in that installment, they were first given separate personalities. So in those original installments, if you remember, in those original short films, they looked exactly the same. So I always think of the episode where Donald Duck is like a a lumberjack and he's cutting down the tree. Mm. Chip and Dale, you couldn't tell them apart in that episode. They pretty much had the same voice. They had the same look. They both looked like Chip. But it wasn't until the Chip and Dale short film that they were given distinct personalities. Yeah. So what one is dumb. <laughs> yeah, one, one is, is dumb. Not. One is dumb and got a red nose and he's got a gap between his teeth. Yep. And Chip is like the chipper one who looks more normal, I suppose you'd say. But that brings us to Chippendale Rescue Rangers, which was a spin-off TV show on the Disney Channel. And it ran for three seasons from 1989 to 1990. 
So they managed to squeeze in an extra season in those two years, I suppose. I guess you've watched it recently, haven't you? You said off air that you've watched an episode of it recently. I haven't. I haven't watched it since childhood. But I suppose we'll talk about our histories in a sec. But can you explain the premise of Chippendale Rescue Rangers? So, interestingly enough, what it was supposed to be was it was supposed to be a TV spin-off of The Rescuers. You remember that cartoon? Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, and Rescuers some- Down Under. That's it. That's it. And I believe they were making Rescuers Down Under. It was in production or something. But anyway, they decided, oh, we'll give it to Chippendale. So, the whole idea is- Chippendale were looking for work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chippendale have a, have a gang of other people, gang of other characters, and they're essentially- Gadget, um- Zipper, and Monterey Jack. Yes, uh, they're rescuing uh, smaller animals. They're doing like investigations and detective work for, uh, you know, mice and other other small kind of creatures. Right. Kind of like it's like the world within the world, like the rescuers was. I think it's important to point out as well that Chippendale are chipmunks. Yes. Not to be confused with Alvin and the chipmunks, which <laughs> yes. is a similar premise. <laughs> yes. Uh, the style of the TV show is very much like an Indiana Jones-esque uh, yeah. pirate adventure type of... DuckTales, yeah, very, very much DuckTales. Very Tales. similar to DuckTales. Now, I remember that Chip was always dressed as like an Indiana Jones-esque character and then Dale was dressed like Magnum P.I. He yes, had a Hawaiian right. shirt on. Yeah. I always thought that was great. And I remember the, the a couple of villains I remember. I remember there was like a mob boss cat. There was Fat like, cat. There was a grey cat who was yeah. a mob boss. His name was Fat Cat, was His name it? was Fat Cat, Inventive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then worked. I remember there was a mad scientist who like created robots. Yeah, Doctor, it starts with an N, but he was like that short guy. Yeah, that's right. And those are the only two ones. I well, guess we're naturally going straight into our histories. Well, what those, is your those history? are the two big ones. Those are the yeah. two big villains. What is your history with Chip and Dale? I want to know. Yes. So, I grew up with these cartoons. I know, like, every time we talk about our history, I say, oh, you know, when I was a teenager, I sort of bumped into this sort of right. content. But this was a cartoon that I grew up on. I love Chippendale. Now, and I just want to clarify here. Is it the original shorts or Chippendale Rescue Rangers? It is not Chippendale Rescue Rangers. It okay. is like the shorts from the 1950s and 1960s. That was just playing all the 40s. time. Uh, well, I didn't really watch the 40s ones. It was more later on, the sort of Donald okay. Duck shorts. Yeah, that, that was 40s. Oh, was that the 40s? Yeah, that was, was 40s. It? Okay. Well, then, yeah. Those are the ones I, I grew up in. And I loved them. I, I, I have so many fond memories of Chippendale. I love those shorts. I love those characters. I had a great time watching them. I still remember them. I remember we had a discussion off air just about like the episodes that we remember. Yeah. And I remember when I saw the Rescue Rangers advertised, and I kind of wasn't interested in it at all. It just wasn't my vibe. I was like, yeah, I kind of like the Donald Duck. Yeah. You know, playful cartoons. I don't really want to watch That's more a, consumable, I suppose. Watch an adventure show. So I never really I never really was interested. I never really watched it. It was kind of like if you say, Hey, do you want to see James Bond? Here's James Bond in a cooking show. Just didn't make yeah. sense to me. So or James Bond Jr. <laughs> that was a great show. <laughs> but I, I never really was interested in it. I watched an episode for this show and I was kind of aware of what the style is. But yeah, more a fan of Chippendale than the Chippendale Rescue Rangers of which I knew very little about before this show. Fair enough. Quite like you, I grew up watching the Chippendale shorts from the 1940s. I obviously had a different set of tapes to you because the ones you remember are completely different to the ones that I remember. No, I remember the Lumberjack one. Oh, there you go. Maybe you just had more than me. Yeah, I remember the Lumberjack one. There was the one that he had the the scissors that he chased them around with. Donald Duck with the, yeah, he's pruning a tree. Yeah. And he pretends like the the tree pruner is like an evil bird that's chasing Chip and Dale. I love that episode. There's the one that there's a a rooster, no, a hen that thinks that Dale is its child. Yeah, I remember that one too. (laughs) They're great. Yeah. And so I, I loved those as a kid. Same as you, weirdly enough, I never really was interested in Chippendale Rescue Rangers. 
I think I watched like I would watch it if it was on TV, right? Just to pass the time, and I must have liked it in some regard because I remember having a board game. Oh, I had a Chippendale board game which was based on Rescue Rangers, and you had to move around the board, and the evil scientist was the villain of the board game. And I remember he would shoot out lasers, and if you landed on a square with a laser beam on it, you were stuck there until you could roll out of it. Uh-huh. And there was some sort of like evil robot that you had to contend with in the board game. It was quite elaborate. Sounds like it. But I remember loving that game, but I think I loved that game more than any episode of Chippendale Rescue Rangers. So I didn't quite have like the huge nostalgia for that TV show in the same way that I would like the Aladdin TV series, the Little Mermaid TV series. The Hercules TV series? Yeah, I definitely loved the TV series, but Chippendale Rescue... Oh, Tailspin. We've talked about Tailspin in the oh, past. Oh, Tailspin was great. What used about- to love Tailspin. What about the Goofy TV show? That yeah, was also that's right. Good. Goof Troop. Yes. Used to love that show as well. But yeah, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, not as much. I guess it just didn't appeal as much. And it sounds like you're the same. Mm. So does this movie appeal to us? I suppose we'll talk about it this episode. So just to move directly onto the movie itself. Interestingly enough, it's said to be set. It's been confirmed to be set in the same universe as Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That's right. Which gets me very excited because Mm. talking about childhood movies, Who Framed Roger Rabbit was easily my favorite movie as a kid and is still one of my favorite movies as an adult. I'm sure you're the same, Matty D. I love that movie. We did an old podcast series called Best Movie Quest where we labeled that as one of our favorite movies of all time back then. So anyone who followed us during that period would be well aware already. (laughs) How much we love that movie. But just to see a continuation or just a continuation of the same universe of Who Framed Roger Rabbit gets me very excited. And interestingly enough as well, something that I also got excited about, I saw a whole bunch of Warner Brothers references in the trailer as well. So that means that on some level, they're doing some level of uh, inter-studio crossover which hasn't been done since Who Framed Roger Rabbit and, I suppose, Ready Player One, Mm. which is very exciting. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of different characters in in this trailer. Yeah. So, I didn't see, like, specifically Batman, but I saw someone wearing a Batman shirt. Did you? Yeah, that's right. I saw someone dressed as Harley Quinn in the convention. I saw someone dressed as the Joker in the convention. So, these are Warner Brothers characters that people are dressing up as. They could have easily just made it all Disney characters. Yeah. Because I think it's important to point out as well, this movie isn't coming to cinemas. No. It's going straight to Disney+. Plus. So, they could have just easily made it a whole Disney universe. Everyone in the convention just likes Disney characters and properties. But no, it looks like they're opening it up, going back to, hearkening back to Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and including a lot of Warner Brothers properties as well, because that would just be unrealistic if they didn't do that. <laughs> so yeah, does that get you excited, Matty D? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this movie already. Um, the fact that it is a Who Framed Roger Rabbit universe as well, the fact that we're going to have toons living simultaneously with people. That's always might a great premise. Toontown, we might see Ooh. Judge whatever his name is. Judge Doom, well he's dead. <laughs> well, So are the weasels for that matter. But well, so, yeah. In the comics he comes back, right? I guess so, I can't say I read the Who Framed Roger Rabbit comics. Do you also, do you remember the TV show Bonkers? That was the same yes. premise as well. Yes. It was Toons living alongside human characters, even though the human characters in the cartoon were also cartoons, <laughs> but that was a little bit confusing. But anyway, back to uh, Chip and Tail Rescue Rangers. What do we know about the movie so far? So far, I've managed to find one trailer. I don't know if you've found any others, but... Nope, just one. What we can see in the trailer is very, very little. In fact, yeah. there's very, oh, very man. little information about this movie at I all. I warned Matty D in advance because I think I sat down and I wrote my plot before Matty D did. And I warned him. I said, Matty D, there's no information in the no, trailer. There's there, almost nothing in the there trailer. There isn't. There isn't. So here's what we know. We know that... So from the trailer, we know that the Rescue Rangers existed as a as a TV show, I yeah, guess, or as like a in concept. Real life. Yeah. And it's been 30 years. There's been a breakup within the group and they haven't seen each other in 30 years. Sure. Yeah. Why that's the case, who knows? When they reunite, 
Dale has now taken, uh, which I think is quite funny, actually, CGI surgery, like plastic surgery. Yeah. So he's an animated character model. when they made Who Framed Roger Rabbit, it was set in the 40s. So mm. CGI characters didn't exist back then. Yeah. So this is an interesting way to explore because CGI characters are becoming quite pervasive in modern cartoons. So it makes sense to explore it. Yeah. So there are a mixture of CGI characters and a mixture of 2D animated characters in, yeah. this, in this world. So uh, Chip and Dale reunite. The rescue rangers reunite and they've got to do something. From the promotional material, it says that one of their own is uh, needs to be rescued. I read somewhere that they are at risk of video piracy, whatever that means. Yes, yes. I didn't read that. Um, But there's very, very little information. A lot of the trailer is just them running. We don't see who the bad guy is or what they're running from. Nope. We see them flying around in their plane. We see a lot of meta jokes. I think that's going to be... That's the movie. A big chunk of this movie yeah. is just very, very much in-jokes, but not a lot of information with this one. No? Yeah, I guess not. Yeah, I really struggled to write my plot this time. But I did find an official synopsis from Disney that came out alongside the original trailer. So did you want to hear that and see yes. if that helps us flesh it out a little bit more? So it goes, Chip and Dale are living amongst cartoons and humans in modern-day Los Angeles, but their lives are quite different now. It has been decades since their successful television series was cancelled, and Chip has succumbed to a life of suburban domesticity as an insurance salesman. Dale, meanwhile, has had CGI surgery and works the nostalgia convention circuit, desperate to relive his glory days. When a former castmate mysteriously disappears, Chip and Dale must repair their broken friendship and take on their rescue ranger detective personas once again to save their friend's life. And as I said, that was the official statement from Disney. Now, that doesn't give us too much more information than than from what you said. No. But it gives us a general idea of where the plot might go, the twists and turns they might take. Yeah, yeah. So, it it seems like a very almost noir-style storyline. I guess so, in In a a loose way. way. Yes. Not as much as Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but, you know, what else can be? Now, here's a question that's been bothering me for the last couple Mm -hmm. of days. Is Who Framed Roger Rabbit a movie that takes place in the 80s in this universe, or were the events of Who Framed Roger Rabbit real events that took place in the 40s, in 1947? Well, in the trailer, they're having some kind of party, and I assume that party's taking place in the late 80s or early 90s, and yeah. Who Framed Ro- sorry, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Roger Rabbit is there. Sure. So, But we've already established in Who Framed Roger Rabbit that tunes don't age or die. True. So he could be the same person from 1947. That means that Chip and Dale would have been around in the 40s as well, because that's when uh-huh. they were created. I did not think of it, and I don't think the movie will think of it. No. So, if it's taking place in the same universe as Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Roger Rabbit would exist as a cartoon from the 40s. Yes. And the movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit would not exist. That was real-life events. Real-life events, yes. Okay. So, that was what was confusing me. I'm like, (laughs) so is Roger Rabbit, the movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit, a movie in this universe, or is that real-life events? I think it's real-life events, but they won't ever discuss it. Sure. That makes sense. So, that would mean that Chip and Dale are really old- they went to do Rescue Rangers, the TV show, in you know the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. And you say they're still making cartoons today, so are they going to make reference to that? Or I just- don't think so. Okay. It gets really confusing if you try and break down like the reality of the movie versus our reality. Mm. We know it takes place in a separate universe to us because you know we don't have cartoons <laughs> living alongside us. Yes. So we can't apply real-world you know, logic to this. We just have to go with the story of the movie. Yes, which is... They haven't made anything after Rescue Rangers. Presumably so, Mm -hmm. yeah. Unlike real life. No. Okay, cool. Moving on, let's talk about who's in the movie. Let's. So, interestingly enough, Chip and Dale, when they speak in this movie, do not have the regular Chip and Dale voices. That annoys me already. They have very off-putting, like, real-life adult voices instead of pitched-up voices, but I've worked that element into my plot. I don't know if you have too. No, I have not. 
So, starring as Chip himself, or starring as the voice of Chip, is John Mulaney, who's probably best known for his work on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Couldn't really think of anything else that I know him from. Uh, well, he's, he's comedy. He does a few podcasts. Stand-up comedy, you know? Yeah, exactly. And next up, playing the character of Dale, is Andy Samberg, who, of course, was also on Saturday Night Live, as well as Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And in one of my favourite comedy movies of all time, Hot Rod. That's a great one. If you know that one, which was directed by uh, Kiva Schaffer, who is also directing this movie. Yes. That yes. makes me so excited. I, I think they've got a they've got a handle on the creativity of this. And he directed all of the Lonely Island music yes. videos as well. So Yeah. Yeah. The so, Lonely Island boys are back. Yeah. That gets me well, one of them isn't in the movie. <laughs> But it gets me really excited because I love Hot Rod and I love the comedy of that movie. So if I enjoy that, well, I'll probably enjoy the comedy of this movie too. So playing the character of Gadget Hackwrench is Tress McNeil. She voiced Gadget in the original TV series. How exciting. And I think that's her most notable role here. It's the most relevant one to this conversation. Did you know that there's a cult around this character? No. In Russia, there is a cult that worships Gadget. Well, she is kind of sexy for a cartoon (laughs) mouse, I suppose you could say. I, I was thinking that this might play into the movie, but I don't think it will. But like, yeah, there's a there's a cult around this character. I, it's maybe, a joke. Maybe it does play into the movie. Who maybe. knows? So she also voices Chip, just so you know. So her, oh. so Tress McNeil also voiced Chip in the original animated series. Not in this movie. Well, yeah. Well, like I said, I worked it into my plot. So next up, playing the character of Zipper, or voicing the character of Zipper is Corey Burton who, of course, as well voiced Zipper in the original TV series, and he also voiced Dale. So they've got the full oh. original cast here, not Monterey Jack, but we'll get to him. <laughs> but if you don't know Corey Burton from uh, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, you may know him as Cad Bane from the Star Wars universe. Oh, there you go. Uh, he's quite popular at the moment, so I just thought I'd bring him up. Next up, playing the character of who knows what. Most of the human characters in this movie don't have names. They're just sort of leaning on the cartoon characters. We don't know much about what the human element's going to be. No. I made a lot of it up. Me too. For my plot, Me too. So- Playing the character of who knows what, I just called her Kiki, is Kiki Lane, who we know best as playing Mika from Coming to America, Mm. as in Coming to America, the sequel that we covered in the past. So she was the eldest daughter of uh, King, what's his name? King Eddie Murphy Jafar, (laughs) whatever his name was. I remember his father's name was Jaffy Jaffa. Yeah. Or Joffy Jaffa, sorry, the other way around. But I can't remember. Akeem. Yes, that's right. It was Akeem Jaffa. Yeah, that's it. So Mika is Akeem's oldest daughter. In fact, it's a, his, her name's an anagram of his, if you think about it. Moving on, playing the character of who knows what is Will Arnett, who is probably best known for Arrested Development, Bojack Horseman. He was also one of the villains in Hot Rod, and we've talked about him before because he was the prisoner rabbit in Doolittle. <laughs> Do you remember that character with the eye patch? No, <laughs> not at all. That was one of your favourite movies, I'm surprised you don't remember. Next up, playing the character of who knows what, but I'm presuming it's Monteroy Jack. Because who else would he be voicing is Eric Banner, who, of course, is an Australian actor. He appeared in Full Frontal as Poyter, and he was Chopper in Chopper, and he was most recently... Well, not really. His best role of all time, of course, he played Bruce Banner in The Hulk. And he was in The Castle. Yeah, of course. That Australian classic. Yeah, well, I've already done two other Australian movies, so (laughs) I just thought I'd do one that our international listeners might recognise. So he's going to be Monteroy Jack, right? Yeah. Why else would you cast an Australian actor, well-known Australian actor, and not have him voice Monteroy Jack? The bastardized Australian character. <laughs> it's such a terrible accent. He sounds he sounds more South African in the uh, the TV show. <laughs> he sounds terrible. I never realized when I was a kid that he was supposed to be Australian because yeah. his voice acting is just so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. And they didn't get the original Monterey Jack voice actor in for the movie either. For good reason. <laughs> so next up, playing the character of, again, who knows what. In fact, most of these live action actors, I didn't work into my plot because I'm like, fuck them. Fuck them. Who and, cares? And they might just be cameos, man. Exactly. Exactly. I think a lot of them are. Yeah. 
that's probably it. So playing the character of who knows what is Keegan-Michael Key, who of course we've talked about before in Toy Story 4, where he played either Ducky or Bunny. Can't remember which one. <laughs> who cares? Yes. They were pointless characters in that movie anyway. And next up, playing the character of, again, who knows what we don't know, is J.K. Simmons, who of course we've covered before when he played J. Jonah Jameson in Spider-Man Far From Home and Spider-Man No Way Home. Yes. Now, I know you think Eric Banner is going to be uh, Monty, but could be J.K. Simmons. I don't think so. It doesn't sound like him in the trailer. It doesn't, but he's a good voice actor. Maybe he's playing J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> That'd be great. Wait, that, that doesn't make sense. He's not a cartoon. Unless there's a cartoon. J- Spider-Man. Yeah, there's a cartoon of J. Jonah Jameson in the universe with his voice. Maybe. I don't think so. And last and certainly least, playing the character of Bob the Viking Dwarf is Seth Rogen. He's just playing Seth Rogen as a CGI character. Yeah, yeah. that's just a gag role. Yeah. By the look of it. Yeah, exactly. Who knows how important he'll be in the actual movie. So, shall we get straight into our predictions? Let's. I feel like I should go first this week just because I haven't been first in a while. Go for it. I feel like Matty D's been drawing the short straw recently. And <laughs> with a plot like this, oh my God, it's literally a case of who's going to get the embarrassment out of the way first because <laughs> yeah. 90% of the material is just going to be made up. And in fact, I did make up 90% of my yes. plot. Yes. Okay. Well, I don't have any idea with this movie either. Yeah. So, you're off the hook there. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're exactly. pretty much going in blind with this one. Absolutely. I just have a few overall predictions that I just want to say. I just want to get them out of the way, first of all, just to cover a lot of stuff that I didn't really work that well into my plot. Mm -hmm. So I noticed that Kiki Lane was one of the top credited actors in this movie, but she doesn't appear in the trailer at all. No. So why is she so high up on the cast list when she's not voicing one of the cartoon characters? I don't know. So my theory is that the movie has a much bigger human element, way more human characters than the trailer is letting on. Oh, Sort of like along the same lines as like Sonic the Hedgehog, where they have James Marsden, or in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where the human characters were equally as important. Or Space Jam. Or Space Jam, yeah, exactly. So in all of these movies where it's like humans interacting with cartoons, there's always like a large human presence. So I I have a theory that Kiki Lane will play a super fan of Chip and Dale, and she grew up watching them as a kid, because she's old enough, she's in her 30s now. She grew up watching them as a kid. She's kind of like us, she has this, well, we weren't fans of Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, but she is... And so she's really sad that they've been off the air. And when they sort of like get wrapped up in her world, she's really excited to be working with them and she's going to help them out to the best of her ability. Right. And she's going to be the audience surrogate for people who don't know who Chippendale is. Why are you going to the movie? But but, she's going to introduce us to the whole concept. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. So my theory is, yeah, she's this big, super obsessed fan. And she's just over the moon to be helping out Chip and Dale on a classic adventure. That is a really good guess. I wish I made it, but I think you might be right. Okay. Well, I don't know. Like I said, I just made this up just judging from a, you know, a loose theory. Looking at the cast list, I'm like, <laughs> why is she credited so high if she's not in the trailer? But my guess is, yeah, they're cutting around the human element in the trailer just to make it look like it's a standard. A fun movie. It's bringing in. Yeah, exactly. It's bringing in the fans of Chip and Dale. And it's just like, this is just going to be an adventure surrounding them. Mm. And with no human element, but I can guarantee you there's going to be a large human element in the movie. That makes sense. And the next thing I just wanted to say, as well as an overall prediction, I think at one point in present day, they're going to acknowledge that the characters had voice actors. They were dubbed Ah. over by voice actors in the original show. So we actually get to meet in in person the real life voice actors. Okay. So we're going to meet Corey Burton. We're going to meet Tress McNeil. 
And they're going to acknowledge that, oh, we voiced you in the cartoon because, you know, Chip and Dale's Your voices, voices were annoying. <laughs> yeah, your voices don't match your characters, so that's going to happen. They're going to, we're going to see these voice actors and they're going to acknowledge that they voiced them over. Mm. They so didn't it, go through, like, um, screw puberty where, like, their voices yeah, no, got lower. I don't think so. became John Mulaney. And so, they- as actors, they always had these voices, but as the characters they played, they always pitched up their voices. Like, they're South Park characters. There sure. you go. Makes sense. Makes sense. So I think the movie will start with a flashback to 1990, where wow. we see Chip and Dale wrapping up season three of Rescue Rangers. Now, of course, the movie starts with a flashback, but they they never were children at any point. So this is as close as having a childhood flashback as we can get. It's it's a younger version of themselves, so it counts. Yeah, there you go. I suppose so. So after filming, Chip and Dale toast the success of Rescue Rangers along with Monterey Jack, Gadget, and Zipper, and they party with the cast and crew and even rub shoulders with some cartoon royalty including Roger Rabbit, The Three Little Pigs, so on and so forth. I think Paula Abdul is there. The de-aged Paula Abdul. With MC Scat Cat singing Opposites Attract, surely. We see all this in the trailer. So soon afterwards, Rescue Rangers is cancelled after Chip and Dale have a falling out. Now, I predict that their falling out will be around both Chip and Dale thinking that they are the stars of the show. Okay. So Chip will think Chip is the star of the show, and Dale will think Dale's the star of the show, and they get into an argument over that. And because, you know, they can't agree on who's the star... (laughs) They don't want to work together anymore. They have a falling out. Because they each think each one is carrying the show. Right. They don't realize that, you know, it's them working as a duo that makes the magic. Which is what they'll learn in Absolutely. the end of the movie. There you go. So we cut to modern day where we see the story of Chip and Dale in an episode of Real Hollywood Story. So the episode covers the high times and low times of the Rescue Rangers cast and introduces the audience to the concept of the classic TV show if they're not familiar. Okay. Makes sense. So It does. So sort of like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You remember how that yes. opened with like a... What was it? Kincaid's uh, TV show talking about the making yeah. of um, uh, whatever Rick Dalton's Western was. So it's similar. So after the flashback, we see, you know, like the real Hollywood story of what happened in the later years. And in the trailer, we see that on a TV. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. We may not necessarily see it exactly the same way, but we will see the episode as though we're watching it. Makes okay. sense? Yep. Makes sense. So maybe Chip is even watching this on TV and it's like, oh, he turns it off in disgust. Or Dale, who's living in the past. Well, he'd love it. I think we're going to see Chip. We're going to focus in on Chip before we are reintroduced to uh, Dale okay. at this point. So as I just mentioned, we're reintroduced to Chip, who now works an ordinary job as an insurance salesman. I think at one point as well that Chip will run into Kiki, who recognizes him from his old show and she's starstruck. But Chip is annoyed at his previous fame and just wants to focus on his new work, as he has done for the last 30 years. So at another point as well, I think that Chip will get a call from his old Disney agent, who suggests a reboot of Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, <laughs> but Chip angrily shuts him down. So Chip is soon contacted by Monterey Jack, who tells him that Gadget has gone missing. Oh, no. So Chip visits Monterey Jack in his apartment, and he's shocked to see that Jack's life has fallen apart. Jack hasn't been able to hold down a job since Rescue Rangers due to his crippling cheese addiction. <laughs> I always knew he was an addict watching that original Oh, TV yeah. Show. I thought he was just playing a character, but apparently that just crosses over in real life. Maybe he had such a huge problem that it bled into the plot of the show. They just wrote it in. Yeah, exactly, because they couldn't stop him. So can I just clarify, the TV show, they're actors, right? That's they're right. They're actors on a TV show. That's right. Gotcha. So Jack begins to have violent withdrawals, leading Chip to dash for a piece of cheese that he stashed away in his fridge. So in Monterey Jack's fridge. Yeah. Jack has his own cheese in the fridge and Chip and goes and gets it. So he's not in Chip's house. No. <laughs> I know it's confusing. I, got, I, I know what you mean. Dale enters Jack's apartment and both he and Chip aren't happy to see each other. Chip is surprised to see that Dale is now CGI and Dale casually admits that he had CGI surgery to fit in with modern cartoon characters. He wants to hang around next to like Paw Patrol and the, <laughs> the Octonauts or whatever those characters are called. Dale tells Chip that he now works the convention circuit and has very much embraced his old fame in order to make money from signatures and posing for photographs. Of course, Chip sees this as a pretty lame lifestyle. (laughs) 
Dale tries to convince Chip that he'd make a bunch of money on the con circuit, but Chip is disgusted at the idea. He doesn't want to sell himself out. Exactly. It's like, I might as well doll myself up and go on the street corner for what it's <laughs> worth. My self-esteem is more important. But of course, Gadget is the ultimate focus of this reunion, and both Chip and Dale reluctantly agree to reunite to try and track her down. Now, I just think it's important to point out as well that out of all of the Rescue Rangers crew, Gadget was the only one who was still working in Hollywood, so her disappearance has made front page news. Oh, okay. So she was still appearing in, like, big movies. <laughs> Maybe she's Fair like enough. a stunt double for like big name actors. I can't think of any off the top of my head. What's a, Think of a big name actor that she could be a stunt double for. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. A woman. Gal Gadot. Fair enough. She's, she's like the stunt <laughs> double for- Margot Robbie. What's a Disney franchise? Give me your Disney franchise because I can't see Pirates them. Pirates like, of the Caribbean with Margot Robbie. There you go. So it's the, they're, they're previewing the spin-off of Pirates of the Caribbean with Margot Robbie and she's her stunt double. Perfect. Well, she's good at inventing things. Maybe she's working- Behind the scenes. Maybe she's replacing Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. <laughs> Great. Now, also, because I didn't really see him in the trailer too much, let's just presume that Zipper has also disappeared alongside Gadget. Mm. They're always working together anyway. They're he's in the trailer. Yeah, he's in the trailer, but I only saw him in one shot. Because he's going to do nothing in this movie. He did nothing in the TV exactly. show as well. So due to his cheese addiction, Monterey Jack is unable to join Chip and Dale in their adventures, and he's generally afraid of leaving the house. Oh. So he's become a shut-in because of his cheese addiction. He's just like, if I go out there, I'll be tempted. <laughs> I know he has cheese in the house, but still. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he's getting any better inside his house. No. He's just stuck in a rut, and he's in a bad place. And they could be helping him, but no, fuck him. <laughs> Gadget is more important here. Really want to write Monterey Jack out of the Yes, uh, exactly, because he's annoying. I always hated him in that original show. That's probably one of the reasons I didn't like the show, because Monterey Jack was so annoying. He was a load. He was a what? He was a load. He was just like, he was holding everybody back. <laughs> but Monterey Jack does have some useful information for them. A contact in an underground cheese club, whose connections to the underworld may turn up some useful information on Gadget's kidnapping. Those dingy cheese clubs, right? Exactly. So Monterey Jack, when he was a huge addict, used to hang around in this dingy <laughs> cheese club and had like, he would rub shoulders with this sort of like seedy contact. So he's like, well, that person, if anybody would know where Gadget's, you know, Man. being held... It'd be this guy. I hope we see some uh, Basil the Great Mouse Detective characters here. Oh, man. Radigan. That'd be great. Oh, he's, a, he's a cheese addict as well. That'd be great. Now, because he still sees himself as a big celebrity, Dale dresses up in a top hat and tails to go to the Underground Cheese Club, believing that it will be a classy establishment. It was the only way that I could work in the whole element of Dale wearing a top hat and tails for most of the trailer. I was just like, why is he wearing that? I can't work it out. I don't know. But Chip and Dale soon find that the cheese club is a depraved den full of cheese-addicted mice who lay around feeding each other cheese like it's an opium den from the Wild West. Yeah, that was a weird scene. I was really... More please. <laughs> they meet up with a contact that Jack mentioned who gives them information that points them in the direction of a district known as the Uncanny Valley. Okay, right. Mm. But their conversation is interrupted by the police who burst in to raid the cheese den like it's, you know, it's a drug bust. Both Chip and Dale are arrested, having their wrist cable tied together, but since they're both very small, they manage to slip away from the police after a brief chase scene. I forgot their hands were cable tied. So Chip and Dale make their way to the Uncanny Valley, which is a district of LA, kind of like the San Fernando Valley, mm -hmm. but the Uncanny Valley gets its name due to being a place where rejected CGI characters live in poverty, <laughs> since they can't get any work in modern movies. They look ugly. Exactly. So here we see the cats from Cats, characters from the Polar Express... <laughs> And Matty D CGI Sonic from the original Sonic the Hedgehog trailer. <laughs> I wish. This version of Sonic was fired from the movie after fan backlash before being replaced by the newest Sonic we all know and love. That would be amazing. Wouldn't that be great? So, 
as you'd expect, this Sonic is like a homeless drunk. He's just sitting there on on the street corner with like a, a bottle and a brown paper bag. And he's just like, I was going to be a big star. <laughs> and then everyone hated me and they fired me from the project. If they do that in the movie, oh my God. Applause. I would lose my shit. And you're, you finally have your Sonic in <laughs> yes, a movie. in a movie. That would be great. Oh, we can only dream though. Justice for Sonic. So there's a blank spot in my plot here, but if I had to guess what happens, so like a whole act is just missing in my brain. <laughs> okay, okay, right. So I would say, if I had to guess what happens, I'd say that Chip and Dale spend more time with Kiki, the superfan, who tells them that neither one of the duo was the star of the show, but the duo themselves was the real star. They learn that lesson mm-hmm. through her. And then Chip and Dale also realize that by working together again, they feel the drive and passion that they haven't experienced since the 1990s. They realize, we've got something here. Why did we ever throw it away? Makes sense. So that's the lesson they're going to learn. Mm-hmm. They're going to travel from point A to point B. <laughs> right, what okay. they do is not important overall to my plot. So it's going to be a lot of gags, a lot of. I have to work in the human characters as well. So they're just in there. Jumping around, yep. Exactly. So Chip and Dale follow the clues to a warehouse in the Uncanny Valley where they finally manage to track down Gadget Zipper and their kidnapper. Ooh. As in Gadget and Zipper's kidnapper. Yes. You're really going to have to go with me here because I did a real Matty D style plot element here. I have no idea either, so I'm really interested to hear who you think the kidnapper is. So Gadget is being held in a makeshift CGI surgery lab where a large elaborate machine can transform characters into ugly CGI versions of themselves against their will. We do see that in the trailer. Sort of. That's just my presumption. We see lasers and some sort of lab, so that's just my presumption. So the kidnapper turns out to be an old, forgotten Disney cartoon character from the original 1940s short movies. So Chip and Dale's short movies. Right. Now, going back and looking at a lot of those episodes, of course, I know that the villains were typically Pluto or Donald Duck or yes. Mickey Mouse. Yeah. But for the sake of my plot, I'm just going to say it's another character who we forgot about. Uh, let's just say a made up one. You don't know. So you don't have a character. It's just going to be a character from the 40s. Yeah. Sure. I mean, it could be it could be Donald Duck, it could be Pluto, it could be Mickey, but why? It wouldn't be, though. That doesn't make sense. Like, why would they be jealous? So, the evil cartoon character is jealous of the success of the other more popular cartoon uh-huh. characters. So, this is just speaking in Disney, Warner Brothers in sure. general. And plans to turn them all into CGI monstrosities so that audience have more appreciation for classic 2D animation. Okay. Makes sense? Yes, so it the, does make some so sense. The villain ruined the Lion King and the Jungle Book and has his eyes set on <laughs> Chippendale next. See, it makes sense in the real world. Precedent. Of course, of course, yeah. So the plot will be a metaphor for modern movies ruining classic cartoons by right. making modern CGI reboots and remakes. Of course, this is why this isn't a direct sort of like reboot of Chip and Dale because it's making fun of those kind of movies. Makes sense. Yep. And believe it or not, I actually came up with this whole plot element while sitting and having a beer in a bar. No way. With that's, somebody else. And I said, oh, that's man. shocking. I said, oh, man. I have no idea what's going to happen in this new movie. And then after a few drinks, it was just like, wouldn't it be funny if this is the direction they went in? Uh-huh. So Chippendale will free Gadget and Zipper and a showdown will begin with the cartoon villain. Kiki gave Chippendale a working replica of the toothpaste balloon ship from the cartoon series. Great. Which they use here in the big final battle. Our heroes will manage to damage the CGI machine and the villain is eventually knocked into the malfunctioning machine. Our villain is transformed into a giant CGI monstrosity made up of pieces of other cartoon characters that have been programmed into the machine. Now, we actually do see this thing that I'm referring to in the trailer, so I'm just presuming that that's the villain. (laughs) Because I'm like, what else do I have? Could be. I have nothing. So the CGI villain chases our heroes to a nearby convention where fans swarm at the sight of Chip and Dale together. So here we see a few moments that we saw in the trailer where Chip and Dale run around the convention interacting briefly with other old school Disney characters. I saw Aladdin, I believe, in the trailer. 
I saw Jim Hawkins from Treasure Planet. Oh, really? I saw some giraffes. I don't know what they're from. Maybe from the CGI Lion King. Maybe. <laughs> like, they're here for revenge. <laughs> you ruined us. So, Monterey Jack soon arrives with Gadget and Zipper, and our old rescue rangers are finally all back together. So, working as a team, our heroes manage to knock out the giant CGI villain, and he is arrested. Now, he better damn well be arrested by the Toon Squad from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yes! Like the weasels come in in their van and take him away. Yes! If they don't do that, there's no point making the movie. And I, <laughs> I know that they died in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. They did, yes. But if in this universe we're saying that Who Framed Roger Rabbit is a movie and not an actual time period, which muddies the waters a little bit, mm-hmm. but like, let's just say that's the weasels because that would be great. I'd love that. So, <laughs> and I'm doing like the Matty D thing of like, the villain doesn't die, he's just arrested. <laughs> so the rescue rangers congratulate each other on a job well done. And before the movie ends, they are approached again by an executive from Disney who begs them to do a reboot of their show. And Chip yells, nobody wants a reboot and walks off into the sunset with his friends. And we all clap and applaud. The end. That is the end of my plot. What a journey. Exactly. What a journey. There's parts in your plot that I definitely think will be in the movie. There are other things that I'm not totally convinced. Well, as I said, I made 90% of it up, so (laughs) it feels like a special episode plot. It does. It does. It's exactly exactly a special episode plot. I just had to take elements and work them in with no context. Which is the premise of the show. This so. this was so hard, man. This yeah. was so hard. Um, do you want me to go into what I think is going to happen? Absolutely. Because I also had no idea. I'm not confident at all. Let's hear it. Now, I just want to say one thing off the bat. I did a little bit of a deep dive into, believe it or not, Rescue Rangers forums. And there is a popular theory that Gadget is going to be the twist bad guy in this movie. Oh, interesting. And some people also speculate that they'll tie in this... Russian cult that worships her is like I like this already some kind of a joke now I'm gonna say that I don't think that's gonna happen but I just want to put it out there in the zeitgeist in our show just to say we acknowledge that that is a theory but I just don't see them making one of the heroes the bad guy that makes no sense it could happen we don't know they're not gonna scrappy do this thing you know okay. what I mean? All I think right. I think enough. she's too much of a beloved character to, to okay, pull this Okay, so off. you reckon that Gadget's not going to be the villain? No. Okay, fair enough. No, but there's a lot of people who think that. Okay, fair that's, enough. That's a popular theory. Why? Because she went, she turned evil because she was like part of a Russian cult? Is that what you're saying? I, I think- or is that what they're saying? I think it's purely because she's not in the trailer a lot. We do see her flying the plane, but that's I think right, people have right. just been like, oh, we don't see her a lot, so maybe she's the twist bad guy. Fair enough. I don't, I don't All right, so you're not saying this. Happens. I'm not saying this, okay. but here's what I am saying. We're going to open with a flashback mm-hmm. to the original cartoon showing the Rescue Rangers on one oh, of their classic I you meant the 40s cartoon. adventures. So no. Chippendale Rescue Rangers cartoon. That's okay. right, that's right. I mean, the 40s cartoon will exist, but this is primarily focusing on the Rescue Rangers. Of course, We're yeah. not going to talk about what happened prior to that. No. Now, in my plot, the Rescue Rangers is a TV show, but it's kind of like a documentary. So they are doing all of their adventures. Oh, so it was all real. It's all real. It was like an account of these events. Exactly, exactly. It's real. They're heroes. They're not actors, but a film crew follows them So when Gadget dressed up as like a femme fatale to seduce Dale into becoming like a super spy, that was all real? All real. (laughs) Okay. All real. Or part of the adventures. that makes sense. Now, we'll see Monty, Gadget, Zipper, Chip and Dale all, you know, having their character-defining moments just so we all get to be introduced to what they are and, you know, what they're about. And it'll all be done in 2D animation and will also involve Gadget's plane at some point. Now, the action will stop. It'll be like cut, you know. Okay. They're they're filming it. And we'll realize that they're on the set of a TV show. What was wrong with that take? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Baby Herman, you're beautiful. It's just damn Roger keeps blowing his lines. (laughs) 
Is that what's happening? Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, I he's, like it. He, his thought bubble has uh, birds instead of stars. Yeah, exactly. Or whatever it was. Uh, now this tweeting bird! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, what a great movie. Let's just watch that Let's instead. Let's just watch that. Uh, now this is all taking place in the early 90s. The Rescue Rangers is a successful show in this in this, uh, in this <laughs> universe. Year. So we know it's not in the real world. <laughs> it was successful in the real world. I guess so. Yeah. And in this world as well, live action beings exist alongside cartoons. You said it in your plot. It's going to be in the movie. Now, the gang have a cast party to celebrate the success of the show. And we'll see cameos from the three little pigs. Yep. Uh, we're going to see a cameo from Roger Rabbit himself. And yep. Paula Abdul at the age for some reason. Why they put and MC Scatcast? <laughs> why they put money in this? I don't know, but you know, no yeah, MC Sat Scatcat. Uh, there's going to be a lot of these cameos all through the movie, but there'll be a lot of gags about the '90s here. Uh, Chip will say something inspirationally, give a speech about. I forgot how- to mention that Dale is wearing like MC Hammer pants in one shot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, Chip will say you know about how important the the group is and how they'll always be together. And they'll yep. have many more years of Rescue Rangers. Now, we're going to flash forward 30 years to our present day. Now, I like your idea of- 32 years. Was it 32 years? Yeah, because this was 1990. Sure. Yeah, and it's 32. currently 2022. Yeah, either way. But uh, I like your idea of the, the TV, like somebody showing the like real a Hollywood sh- sh- yeah, The real Hollywood story angle. Yeah, yeah. And I could see them doing that in the movie, but I just thought that was done for the trailer. So, in my yeah. plot, they're just flashing forward and we're going to see Chip, who's an insurance agent. I was just going out on a limb. Which, by the way, is the name of one of the Chippendale shorts from the 40s. Really? Yes. That's the one with Donald Duck chasing them around with, like, secateurs. <laughs> nice. So, Chip is very responsible and settled down, and he's living a very mediocre, boring life. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, people will recognize him as Chip, and he doesn't seem to like it at all. Yep, he's trying to put his past behind him. Yep. It's like, you, Chip? And then he'll be like, yes, but that was a long time ago. I'm not that guy anymore. I'm not that squirrel anymore. That chipmunk. So I keep calling him squirrel. I'm not that chipmunk anymore. Suddenly, he's going to receive an old Rescue Rangers badge. Mm-hmm. Behind it will be a message. You didn't work that in? No, I didn't work that in at all. It might not even be an important plot point. But for me, it's going to have a message to tell Chip to meet him at a hotel room. And it'll be signed by their old pal or his old pal, Monty. There you go. Montgomery Jack. Montgomery Jack now, is it? What's his name? Monteroy Jack. Monteroy Jack. It's a type of cheese. Clever. Now we're going to catch up with Dale. Now he's at a convention. He's selling autographs and pictures uh, from his time on the show. He's going to be a CGI model because he got plastic surgery. Funny gag. We all know it's coming. Fans will ask Dale where Chip is um, and he'll say- Who the fuck cares? He'll say he hasn't seen him for years. Younger fans will ask Dale- Who the fuck he is? Exactly, exactly. And ask if he's Alvin from Alvin and the Chipmunks. Because <laughs> he's CGI. I like that. Uh, Dale returns home, and in his home we see a whole bunch of Rescue Rangers merch. He's clearly living in the past. And he right, finds okay. in his home the same badge. So Monty sent that badge to him with the same message. So the two arrive at the hotel and confront each other for the first time in 32 years. It'll be revealed that Dale became too egocentric. Mm-hmm. That was this is this is why the breakup happened. Dale yeah. got too fame went to his head too much. He yeah, yeah, thought he was so. bigger than what he was. But also Dale feels that or felt that Chip took over the leadership too much and he didn't get a say in the direction of the show and what they were doing and mm-hmm. Dale kind of like took the reins too much. So that's the sort of But it was an account of real life events, so it wasn't like it was scripted or anything. No, it wasn't scripted, but you know, he's making all the decisions. Okay, yep. Just go with me, yeah. Yeah, I'm going with you. <laughs> so that's the fight, right? The fight is Dale let fame get to his head and Chip uh, didn't let anybody else contribute mm-hmm. to yeah, their show. Yeah, makes sense. They'll have a semi-argument and address this fact, and they'll also discuss that Dale had plastic surgery, or the plastic, or the cartoon equivalent of plastic surgery. Yep. Now, Monty will appear. He'll look disheveled. He'll explain that since the breakup of the show, he spiraled into a cheese addiction, which he will recover from by the yep. end of the movie. Fingers crossed. 
and that zipper and gadget have gone missing. Even though Chip and Dale have moved on, they uh, they're going to come back together to solve. Awesome. I like that you tied in zipper with the uh, gadget yes. as well, just because yes. we were like, well, what else are they? What gonna else do? is zipper going to do? So essentially, even though Chip and Dale have moved on, gadget and zipper have still been doing rescue ranger missions. Right. Okay. And they've been doing one and have gone missing as a part of that. Yeah. Okay. So that's what's happened. Okay. I gotcha. So they decide, oh, you know what? Let's let's go find our old friends, and that's what Monty's trying to tell them to do or ask them to do. So the middle part of this movie will be like Zootopia and Pokemon, pretty much. What bad? <laughs> no, this movie will be good. But you know, like you know, jumping from point to point. Yeah, like, I gotcha. Yeah. Un- unveiling a deeper Chip conspiracy. is hit by a small rock and it is knocked out for a large portion of the movie. <laughs> yes. Almost dies. Yes. Yes. They track down clues to find that Zipper and Gadget have been kidnapped by movie pirates. Now, in this universe, movie pirates are actual pirates who are kidnapping cartoon characters and creating bootleg content to sell. Wow. It's sort of just like being forced into sex slavery, (laughs) being forced to make like dodgy porn movies. Well, I didn't think it was that dark, but I was trying to tie in like movie piracy to like an actual thing. So that's what this is. Okay. I'm going with you. (laughs) This is all clever and we'll all laugh. Okay. Yep. And the pirates will all be mice. So Chip, Dale, and Monty will infiltrate a dingy back alley world, but rather than saving their friends, pretty much they'll sort of run into them. So they're actually making their escape, Gadget and Zipper. Okay, they yep. won't rescue them. In fact, they'll probably um, they'll probably sabotage it more than anything else. Okay, so they ruin it. Yeah, because we're trying to establish Gadget as like competent on her own, as well yep. as Zipper as well. Uh, and we'll also see Chip and Dale swoon over Gadget as they did in the TV show. Did they? Yes, I suppose so. Yeah, they'll both they'll both fighting for her affection. Yeah. And every time she'd come on stage, they'd be like, (laughs) Okay, so they defeat the mouse pirates in a fun action scene, and they'll free some other movie characters as well, some other cartoon characters who've been locked up. Like Scrooge McDuck, he's there. Pick your cameo here. So I just wanted to point out as well that inside this facility where they're turning people into CGI monstrosities, so inside this facility, that in my plot, where they they have uh, cartoons being turned Mm -hmm. into CGI monstrosities, Mm -hmm. they've kidnapped a whole bunch of other cartoons as well. Yeah. So Scrooge McDuck is there. I just think it's important to point out because I forgot to say it in my plot. Yeah, yeah, because we do see that in the trailer. I would have given you points that, Kieran, I knew. They lured him in with all that money. And he's just content sitting amongst all the coins. That's right. That's right. But anyway, back to your plot. Back to my plot. Now, Gadget explains that they were tracking down this kind of operation. Okay, go with me here. Where an organization or somebody is dispensing this addictive cheese out into the mouse population. Okay. Making them completely docile. So it's Um, like New Jack City, but it's New Toon City. Yeah. New Monterey Jack City. Yeah. Uh, well, I saw this in the trailer and I saw there was a lot of like mice addicted to cheese and slumped over and stuff. So I was right. like, how, we, how am I going to fit this It's an this underground in? cheese club, buddy. Dude. Might be, might be. But I think there's way more nefarious things going okay. on. So they'll track this down, track down this like cheese. Crack lab. <laughs> to, yeah. The, uh, where, where this is coming from, they'll track down it to their old nemesis, which is Fat Cat, who will make a cameo. There you go. Yes. He's hiding in the world of rejected animations that they okay. reside. Pretty so much your uncanny like valley. A, uh, okay, I thought you were going to say he was like a forgotten cartoon character. Like, well, he Like is. I had. Well, he is. So essentially where they track him down is that, that we see that scene where they go into the world where there's all these rejected yeah, animated my, characters. My uncanny valley. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. They, but my uncanny valley is specifically CGI characters rather than 2D characters because mm. they can just go live in Toontown. They could, they could. Well, this the CGI is characters aren't welcome in Toontown. <laughs> really? Yeah, they're very sort of like secular. Oh, it's that's like, a cool idea. It's like no CGI is allowed. They're not allowed <laughs> to drink from the same water fountain. So even in Toontown, there's racism. Yeah, of course. <laughs> 
Uh, well, I think I think Fat Cat's kind of residing there because he can like hide away from the world. Yeah, he's the villain, so. Oh, not the big villain, but he is. Okay, he's there. Yeah. So when they see all these old CGI models, by the way, it might get Dale worried that he'll he's like yeah, exactly. Artistel will like date eventually. Yeah. So they'll meet Fat Cat in his mansion. Fat Cat reveals that he used the cheese to lure cartoon characters in and kidnap Specifically them. mice. Specifically mice. Okay. However, or it, it, the cheese actually has an addictive quality that can get everybody in. I don't know. I just I just guess that would be the case. However, he once he kidnaps these characters, he sells them to a private buyer. So he's not the mastermind behind this whole thing. Swerve. Okay. Plot twist. <laughs> However, he does know where they are. So he points them into the right direction where he drops this cargo off. So where he drops the cartoon characters off, he says, this is where I do it. So you'll find out who's the mastermind, who the mastermind okay. of this whole thing is. All right. So during the middle of the movie, they will um, just hop around from point A to point B. They'll defeat some of these uh, movie pirates. They'll have a fight or escape scene with them. Yep. Uh, there'll be scenes in which... Gadget brings back the old plane and there'll be a flying action scene. But how come it's like live action and not cartoon? What is? The plane. I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. Didn't think that far into it. Gadget made it out of Toothpaste live and a action. balloon. Yes. Well, she, that's what she does. She she invents things on yeah. the spot. So maybe she does that. Maybe they recreated it. Who knows? Uh, Zipper will also destroy the plane of baddies. Uh, there'll also be a scene in the convention, which I really had a hard time working in, where they'll try to evade sort of bad guys that are chasing them because yep. they're being tracked down as Riding well. on the back of My Little Ponies. Yes, exactly, exactly. In the convention, the main attraction will be Donald Duck, who we will not see. And Chip and Dale will roll their eyes at the fact that Donald Duck forgot about them so quickly oh, <laughs> from I their see. career together in the 50s and 60s. Very uh, nice. I like that. Uh, so eventually they'll find their way. Well, he was busy on Quack Pack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He had his own show at the same time. What was the one where he was like a Zorro character? That was a different duck, though. Oh, Darkwing Duck. Yes. Yeah, he wasn't involved with that. No. So they eventually go down to this super secure facility. Okay. Think of the facility like Zootopia and Pokemon, etc. Or your plot. Is this like underneath the convention center? That'd be cool, but no. Okay. That's just like, you know, when they're trying to track down things, bad guys come and try to find them. Sure. Okay. How it all fits in. (laughs) Hopefully. They got a facility. Yes, we're in the facility now. So they develop a plan to sneak in. It all goes bad. In this facility, they find that the bad guys are stealing cartoon characters from Fat Cat. Uh, For example, Scrooge is here. We see that scene with Scrooge. And what they're doing is they're using their DNA to build, quote-unquote, reboots, which are essentially oh. essentially clones that don't have any identity of their own, but are used to represent big corporations and have none of the spirit of the original right. content material. So, it's like a cloning lab where they're cloning reboot characters of classic cartoon characters. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Exactly, exactly. Like Lion King and... and- <laughs> Oh, I see. But they won't say that, right? All it's right. So be the a original comment. character still exists. It's just they they have a newer version that replaces them. Yeah, and it's just okay. going to be like so. It's like us, basically, <laughs> sort of, but not really. I guess so. Yeah, and and the and the clones are. When just I say be... us, I mean Jordan Peele's us, not you and I. Not you and I. Yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah, it's going to be like uh, the they're going to be completely just bland and just corporate shills. You know. Okay. Yep. Uh, it is revealed that their old producer, who we'll see early on in the movie. Yeah, he's played by the radio announcer from Hot Rod. Yeah, he he will be some slimy corporate guy. Um, he'll be behind this whole thing, and he's the character that mentions they they should do a reboot over the phone okay. in the trailer. Yep. So he's the big villain. He's the big villain. A human. He's the villain. one ruining all these great properties. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He also mentions in his big reveal that reboots are not enough anymore, and that audience loves crossover movies. 
So the more oh, characters from Disney, yeah, more characters we could get to cross over with different franchises, the better. If only we could do a movie where Warner Brothers and Disney like crossed over together, or I don't know, with Tobey Maguire's Spider Man and Andrew yeah. Garfield's Spider Man. Then he's he's going to be making Morbius soon, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, already, no, 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 Doctor Strange. Yeah, okay. What and when when he when he explains this, he'll release this. Uh, Abomination would be CGI monstrosity. It's CGI yeah. monstrosity, which we mix between different animated characters to, of two D animated cartoons and CGI animated cartoons. The head will be of the character Kismet from the original Chippendale short. There, oh, I, th- I thought it was the cat from Aristocats. It might be. I don't know. I I, I kind of looked it up just to see if there there was a cat that had like a bow, but it might be the Aristocats cat. Who knows? And the the body either looked like Quasimodo. Robin, it looked like either Quasimodo or Robin Hood or one of the gummy bears from the Gummy Bears show. Oh my god, it might be a gummy bear. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? It's hard to tell. Chip and Dale will work together to trip this monstrosity over into a vat of the dip. Oh, I hope from so. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Oh my god, it's dip. <laughs> the evil producer will be arrested, spouting that this will be great for his career because now he could be in a true crimes podcast. <laughs> okay. So he's happy. So it looks like the gang is going to go into their separate ways, but mm. Dale suggests bring the Rescue Rangers squad back, and we'll end with them flying off in Gadget's plane. Yep. Ba- uh, in the background, we'll hear the iconic theme music. Theme music. That's, That's been right. stuck in my head for the last three days. That's right. Thanks okay. to that trailer. So that whole plot was a mess, um, oh but boy. there's a few things I just want to add on here. There was a banner that was Kiki. I did not work Kiki in, Fair enough. in this plot. Yeah. When I looked at the cast list, I just saw a bunch of names. Without any characters, I was like, well, who the hell knows? So I just went with what I think is going to happen. Yeah. That's if, the only way you can do it. And also, a, a, an actor getting credited in a in like a top role is not necessarily a sign that that character is going to do a lot. If there's, if there's anything I've well. learned off doing in, if there's anything I've learned doing this show, sometimes there's like top build actor does nothing in the in the movie. I can't okay. think of an example for you, but I've right, noticed okay. that happened. So I'm just going to say anybody who I didn't mention is just going to come up as a cameo. Fair enough. And that is a risk, but that's what I'm going to say. Okay. So yeah, just so you few- don't think there'll be like a large human element in this plot in the I- same way like Detective Pikachu or Sonic the Hedgehog or Who Framed Roger Rabbit or... I did not think of it at the time. Dare I say Looney Tunes back in action. If I could go Dare back... Dare I say Rocky and Bullwinkle. If I could go back and rewrite this plot or re... You know, I, I would say yes, there would be a okay, human element enough. to it. But I didn't think of it at the time. No, it was just a theory I had. It doesn't mean that I'm right. I think you are right, but we, we shall see. We'll I didn't see. think about it at the time. But that makes sense for there to be a human friend of Chippendale. Yeah, I think they have to do it. Mm. But anyway, there was a few things I noticed. There was a banner that said, Welcome Prince... Uh, Jahu, J-A-H-U. I tried looking up this person or this character and couldn't find anything, couldn't find who the hell it was. But it could be important. Also, there's a scene in which there's a short cartoon with a mustache driving in a Segway with security guards. I I saw that. It was, uh, they're with the, like, police who do the raid. Yeah, and I tried to find out who this character was, but I couldn't. And I thought that might be the lead bad guy, but I couldn't find out who this could possibly be. Also, I just want to say that there will be a bad Chippendale dancers joke. Oh, yeah. Maybe <laughs> they'll wear like, bow ties and they'll be ch- the Chippendale dancers. You know, I went out of my way not to <laughs> reference that, but I'm glad you did. Someone had to. So that is my plot. Well done. I didn't mind that at all. Thank I'm not going to say it's silly at all because mine was equally as silly. We got through it. Yes, there we go. This looks like a fun movie. I hope they pull it off well. I am so excited for this movie, genuinely. And even more so now, because I really want to see if we're close at all. I want to see if any of the crazy stuff we said yes. makes it to the movie. So I was already excited to see it, but yeah, now doubly so. <laughs>
as everybody should be. The person I was talking to at the bar as well was super excited as well. They're like, this has the makings of being like a great funny movie. Yes. Yes. So fingers crossed it is and not a total like train wreck. It's either going to be great or it's going to be like Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah, exactly. And nobody wants that. <laughs> Moose and Squirrel. Anyway, let's... <laughs> Let's uh, open it up for the, the general audience. So if you have any theories out there, if you have a completely different idea of what you think is going to happen in Chippendale Rescue Rangers, please let us know because we have nothing. None. And we'd love to hear your theory. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can just simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. Let us know what cartoon character you want to see in this movie. Yeah. Do you want to see Mickey Mouse? Do you want to see Donald Duck? Do you want to see Sonic the Hedgehog, the rejected Sonic the Hedgehog from the Sonic the Hedgehog trailer? Oh, man. I'd love that so oh, much. That'd be great. Please let us know your theories and thoughts, and even if you're excited to see the movie. So before we wrap it up for another week, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. And of course, we're going back to another installment of Actual Spoilers, where we go back and we look at a movie that we've covered in the past and see how close we got to predicting the plot. Now, we're actually going to be talking about another cartoon movie. We're going to be talking about another CGI monstrosity movie. (laughs) Characters that I don't think will appear in Chippendale Rescue Rangers, but they're still related to Disney nonetheless, because next week we're talking about how close we got to predicting the plot of Soul. Pixar's Soul. Yes. Now, that was actually a movie that we teamed up to predict the plot of together. So, one of us is going to go away and look at how many things we got right, and the other one is going to look at how many things we got wrong. That was another one we struggled with. Yes, and I don't know if we got close or not, (laughs) but I suppose we'll find out next week. So, until we return for Soul, we'll see you next week. Tastes like someone cranked off on me gums. Monterey, that's my vegan cheese. Cottage cheese, one more time. I dare you, sweetheart. I f***ing dare you.